0: Once upon a time, a long time ago, eons ago, 20 years back, China was quite the exotic place. Remember, it was all about size, gigantic numbers, enormous space, fantastic opportunities, a potential rooted in an ancient and fascinating culture. That was 2000. Ten years later, Ten years ago, China was all about WeChat, skyscrapers, neon light, new buildings. Remember, Shanghai used to be actually the background landscape for Transformers. And today, well, right now, China is nothing short of the incubating place of the future. First reason. China used to talk mainly to itself. Now it speaks to the world. Just look at your favorite soccer game over the weekend. There is no surprise anymore. You don't bat an eyelash at seeing Chinese advertisement running on the electronic boards around the stadium. No surprise anymore to see Chinese characters on the player sleeves. Look at the latest Aston Villa shirts. China, it's not anymore about tech and manufacturing only it's also trendy fashion ever heard about the label shane well shane is neck and neck with asos as seen on screen 10 years ago was the talk of the town there was a revolutionary uh, positioning there was a revolutionary technology behind actually offering to the youth what they wanted when they wanted now it's shane faster, cheaper, on-trend all the time. Serious competition. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got Shanghai Tang. By word for luxury, a household name. Up there with LVMH and Burberries. From Xin to Shanghai Tang, all of that, it's China. It's the China of today. So it is fully on the world stage and it is Literally, at its very cutting edge. The second reason why we are talking about it today is that we are at a hinge moment. We are at a critical point where there is a changing of the card. A new generation is coming up. So merge the both elements. And yes, China's boomers, they are tomorrow. Today. So what is this changing of the guard? Well, 1.9 billion people were born between 1997 and 2012, and they are set to replace the 1.7 billion, called the millennials. The millennials, they used to be the youth. Move over. Now it's the Gen Zers. It is happening as we speak. Have a peep on Reddit, read the blogs, There are pages and pages and pages of marketing material dedicated to the Gen Z's do's and don'ts, churned daily. This is so fundamental. This age stratification is so fundamental to the way we look at the world that we are already writing, we are already reading, we are already talking about Gen Alpha. We run out of letters. Well, let's invent a new generation, Gen Alpha. It is already in preparation. There are already marketing manuals written for Gen Alpha. Well, so far, let's stick with Gen Z, right? In case you are thinking about it, however, please be careful. The title Gen Z Whisperer is already coined and is already taken up in many, many a blog. So, however, it is definitely the moment for us to have a clear idea of what's coming up. First and foremost, yes, We've got to adjust our mental clocks and youth is not anymore millennials. It's the Gen Zs. It's the Generation Z. It's the Zoomers, as they often describe themselves. This is a fascinating event. This does not happen often that a new generation comes up, right? So beyond the tagline, beyond the new marketing niche, beyond the do's and don'ts and how are they and so on and so forth, Let's take this opportunity to actually have a step back and think about it. Since the 60s, especially in the Western world, youth in and by itself is pretty much the center of gravity of all of our marketing laws and rules. Why do I say especially in the West? Because this came with the baby boomer generation, the famous boomer generation, right? So getting... On the youth bus being seen as cool by youth, whether you are called Coke or Pepsi or Levi's, is seen still today as a basic. You need to win youth because this is a fail safe to your future, obviously. This means as well that you've got obsolescence built in. Billie Eilish, Kim Kardashian, and Rihanna are. Yesterday's story, what will come up tomorrow? We have to think about it. They, Heilish, Kardashian, Rihanna, have been highly successful. But who will pick up tomorrow? It can't be PewDiePie yet again. This will be something new. So who then? And this is why, looking at the figures, looking at the data, we picked up on the Chinese Zoomers. How can we anticipate what would happen if this Gen Z turns out to be not really interested, not really keen on getting engaged, which used to be the trademark of youth, especially in the West again, over the last 50 years. But think again, for example, the Red Guard in China. That was always the cutting edge. Youth used to be a value in and by itself. And right now, well, contrary to what some gleefully forecasted, the failure of COP26 failed entirely to create the riots which were forecasted, which were predicted by so many. So far, Gen Z shrugged the failure. Gen Z failed to follow actually what was agitated by the mainstream media and does not seem to be ready to play the game as the vanguard of tomorrow. How to answer this question, how to foresee tomorrow? Well, why don't we just take a look at a generational laboratory, which is actually China. After all, if I take just China, these are 254 million of Gen Z youth in China alone. They live in a cutting edge infrastructure. They live in a technology world which is already there and which is already tomorrow and they have a practical experience over the last five to ten years of what it means to be an individual in an advanced digital world. So why would we need to look anywhere else to understand actually what could be tomorrow's novel? China indeed has the numbers, the infrastructure, the dynamics. For me, it is simply a preview of the future. So instead of taking again the outdated marketing codes, principles, and so on. Why don't we deep dive in details in China today around this Gen Z and listen to what they've got to say? To do this, I highly recommend the Macan report for China's Gen Z as well as the global Gen Z report. You will find this reference in my blog. So... 250 million Gen Zers in China with a disposable income of 600 US dollars a month. Tells you something, no? Indeed, when you talk about number, this is not only the amount of people, the raw population number, but it's also their disposable income, what they can do with that. Now picture 250 million people with a disposable income and youth at the same time. No wonder that this Chinese youth target has become so prominent for the beauty industry in particular. Why? Because influenced by especially the K-pop stars and this industry, well, you do have an explosion in new segments on existing before. New things to do in new ways. This means simply that there is a complete rebalancing of the population, And the spending power from the West, where it used to be the case, to the East, and especially China. This is a complete change in the fundamental targets of anybody's marketing and anybody's look into the future. In other words, changes used to happen in the swinging London or New York or San Francisco and flowers. It is now moving to the East. It is a movement, it's not finished, it's not set in stone, but you can bet that it has already moved east, past Hong Kong, past Tokyo, past Seoul, and to be actually tomorrow in Shanghai, Beijing, Chongqing, Wuhan, etc. Our marketing books, I think, need to be rewritten entirely. Why? Well, first and foremost, much of what we think we know was written in the 50s and 60s with an extremely different background, extremely different cultural landscape, extremely different technological landscape, to say the least. These marketing rules made sense back then, obviously. In the 60s, US and Europe had the numbers, had the disposable income, and the technology to make itself heard around the world. It could absolutely logically and legitimately claim to be kind of the vanguard for youth and for culture. But the strength of this came also from a common cultural background, which means that fundamentally there was one unity from San Francisco up to St. Petersburg, let's be a little bit uh, controversial, which meant that there was one big culture which was able to talk to each other and hence provide a bedrock to move forward. This led to, to be very direct, a cultural dominance which lasted for the last 40 or 50 years. And when I say cultural dominance, I am speaking about the youth cultural dominance. I'm not talking about religion or socials. I'm talking about what could be named the rock and roll culture, If you want to have the perfect picture of the depth of this influence, just look around. Look at how many people are wearing jeans as a staple outfit. I've seen it worn everywhere, by every continent, in every culture, in every language, in every part of the world. Jeans are the staple outfit, although it started off as an extremely marginal and cryptic reality in the american west the names for american uh, listeners obviously but remember that these jeans once upon a time whether it be in moscow or in uh, hanoi were actually or beijing for that matter were actually quite a good bartering product to bring in your suitcases that gives you an idea of the power of this kind of culture Think about other influences. What is use? Well, as we know, if it is too loud, it's because you're too old. This has been the rallying cry since the 60s. You had the MC5s in the 70s, Motorhead in the 80s. Up and now to rap and rave music. So basically, this influence projected in 2020, cannot be the same because, once again, the weight of the culture has moved, the numbers have moved from the West to the East. And here I I think we can really say that Gen Z China is now the global youth culture. We don't see it yet because it is not yet embodied in one movement or the other. But if I take China Gen Z's the Zoomers in particular, with their numbers, their economic power, and the unique cultural coherence they have, they can play the same role as the US and Europe played in the 60s. It is that simple. Let's take some examples. China has got ByteDance, TikTok if you want, Alibaba and Tencent. These are global engines and global solutions accessible, and used anywhere in the world. TikTok was a success around the world. Definitely, we know that China has got the ability to lead by numbers, but also by culture. And why? Because competition in terms of numbers, which are or maybe Latin America, Africa, either lack the financial arm or the communication the ability to speak to the world. Such is not the case with China. Obviously, India is the closer runner up. And here I would say that should the trend of a greater uh, coherence among the social space in India continue, should India continue to actually move up in terms of spreading a greater social coherence, there would be no reason why India could not actually leverage its 270 million zoomer use too. at the moment it is too fractured but again if we are looking tomorrow China Z is the opportunity to redefine entirely the marketing book as we know it it is that important and why because When I read a lot of articles on The Verge or or whatever, it always sounds very much science fiction-y. And we all think about these metaverse, these multiverses, these alternative words as science fiction, more or less. We are still puzzled that our kids, that our friends, that our youth is essentially living a continuous world life, sorry, which is digital and physical as the latest saying say digital. for many of us what we hear about china sounds like science fiction black mirror i read and i hear a lot of dystopian future well it's live actually it's today so whether we think this is marvels or not whether it is robots holograms whether it is in the streets in shopping malls in restaurants Well, we've got to look at China's Gen Z to understand that this is what defines the global future. This is a given for them. This will be a given for us tomorrow. China takes to new level this technological infrastructure, these solutions, and gives us the possibility to observe already today what will be tomorrow. So hold on a second there. Actually, does all of this exist? Actually, are these numbers real? Are actually these usage patterns really happening on the ground? Or is it just an invention or an exaggeration? And yes, here, uh, I think that everybody should actually double-check anything that is declared and published on miracles of whatever way, including those actually supposed to exist in China. So let's observe facts. Let's observe results technology content and a business model this is what china is all about this is what gen z in china means to all of us let's take an example simple one tiktok obviously china has got the equivalence of twitch the uh, bilibili they've got the equivalent of uh, uh, WhatsApp or Facebook and so on, but let's take something which we all know: TikTok. Format is extremely simple, principle is extremely clear, and guess what? The technology does work. More importantly, TikTok has been widely successful in actually capturing Gen Z. Facebook is for your grandmother, your mother, maybe yourself, if you are an exer or a boomer but actually gen z has already moved on and further than snapshot it's already tiktok and maybe tomorrow another format look at what happens with discord we are moving from the gaming space into a completely new, new space and this is exactly what the chinese technology infrastructure has been so successful at which is to create a fully integrated daily china experience which is Bread and butter for Gen Z in China. This is the living blood which they are experiencing every single day. This is, again, a live experience, a real example of what actually will be tomorrow. Taking TikTok, the format, the rules, the solutions, the inserts, the visuals, the usage system. Actually, all of that has been field-tested in China, pushed over to the world with wildly successful results. Now you could tell me, yeah, that's nice. They can do social media. Well, they can do business too. And this means business with and business for the Gen Zers in China. Take the key opinion leaders, generally acronymed calls. It's not only about entertainment and lifestyle. This is not about jokes and memes. This is, during sales festivals, quite literally your retail experience on a daily basis, either as advisors or pushers or whatever. Basically, look at the results, just type in key KOL China, and you will see the sales figures, they speak for themselves. We speak about millions of items shifted in a couple of minutes, in the best cases. These KOLs simply would bury whichever influencer in the West you think is important. They do it live. They do it right now. So, if China Gen Z is living the metaverse today, what does it mean for us? What does it actually represent? Well, this is exactly where my opinion that the metaverse, it's not about haptic suits. It's not about 3D goggles. It is something which is simply surrounding you right now. This idea comes entirely from observing China, observing how the Chinese Gen Z is actually using all the tools they have at their disposal. So China, by now, this is not only anymore more big numbers, a great infrastructure, and cutting-edge technologies. This is also, for us, a laboratory, for what Gen Z will mean tomorrow in terms of impact on the world. They are well past the woe effect of the technology. They are well past the historical development of the technology infrastructure. And they are giving us a preview of what it means to live and breathe this new world, this metaverse-led world. Just one figure. We said that the KOLs, key opinion leaders in China, were able to shift millions of items in the space of a few minutes. Absolutely correct. At the very same time, however, and this was highlighted by the uh, McCann report in China, these Gen Zers tell us that for 85% of them, they are not being fooled by the brand messaging, the indirect or direct brand messaging in the uh, social media and by the KOLs or influencers. So, one and the other at the same time. The social media is taken as a fact, not anymore as an exception, a marvel to look at, or any kind of novelty. This is just. It is, it exists in their life as a tool, like oxygen or water. This use hence force upon everybody from the government to the politics to the brands to anybody actually interacting, a complete consistency on the messaging and the existence. They are nobody's fault without being militant about it. So obviously, as in any group, you will have different ways to actually access this reality. You will have different impacts on different groups of people within this Generation Z in China, like in the rest of the world. And let's have a look at China because yet again, I think that there is a lot of mileage in understanding what happens over there. The intensity of this Chinese experience, this Chinese infrastructure experience is such that it created as much a backlash as well within the generation. So immersed is this Gen Z in this world so fast it goes and so merciless it can actually be that you could have a fundamental disengagement and in china that disengagement was called the die down movement or Ping. i described it in one of my previous articles the mid generation and basically the idea is to take a step back from the tech the work the groups the acceleration, the noosphere of China today, and literally to lie down and look at the world pass by. This movement went on to such extremes that actually t-shirts, slogans, memes, references to it on Chinese uh, social media are simply not allowed. And the Chinese government took it extremely seriously, we can understand their concern, when indeed this generation seemed to be extremely happy to disengage entirely from the reality around them. Here the question is beyond the tools and beyond understanding how these tools work and what to do. Remember the KOLs, remember the engagement or disengagement with the KOLs, how to simply manage a generation which is already blasé with the metaverse, whereas our generation does not even understand what the metaverse is. Whether this is an opportunity or a threat, whether they are doing it reluctantly or enthusiastically, the Chinese humors are fully plugged in. The Chinese metaverse is and allows all of these solutions to exist concurrently, whether you're old, or young, whether you are Gen Z or not. However, the Gen Zers in China are the first generation to go beyond the simple marvel, the simple wow effect of all of these solutions. Let's take an extremely direct example. And again, going for some of us a little bit into history, for some of you, before you were even born. Okay, so let's take gaming. Okay, gone are the years where actually Chinese players used to be referred as gold farmers. Maybe you don't know, or maybe you don't remember, but what were actually gold farmers? Well, there were these rows and rows and rows of players playing off cyber cafes because trying to get a computer on your own in China, and actually grinding online quests on behalf of syndicates, on behalf of Uh, companies to actually gather virtual gold which was later on resold generally in the west but also in Japan or Korea against real gold against dollars. So that was China yesterday. That was China use yesterday. Cyber cafes grinding gold farmers. What is China's Gen Z today? Well A couple of days ago a couple of weeks ago at the latest international league of legend esports finals guess what the final victory was for a china team it was team edg who actually won over everybody's favorites which were the south koreans this is an event which is representative of what is going on right now The Chinese society has actually appreciated to its right level this victory of Team EDG. It symbolized the arrival of China on what I would call the youth scene. Now, this is as well a potential threat. So this is again why the Chinese government has decided to act upon the gaming. Because yet again, the Chinese government sees itself as the ultimate guardian of the integrity of the new generation coming up. So you remember, action against the down movement, tamping, action against gaming. This does not mean, however, that the Chinese government did not understand the basic underlying reality. In one of the articles published uh, in a newspaper in China, gaming was designated was translated as a spiritual opium gaming is spiritual opium was the exact sentence well guess what that's just a few words from religion is the opium of the people now gaming is the new one this i think again shows the opportunity the potential behind the numbers, behind this new generation Z in China. We've got numbers, we've got technology, we've got propensity, we've got success. So, for me, China Gen Z is a live demonstration, the live observatory of Gen Zers everywhere. This, at scale.